Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Forbidden Door Day. And just like the pay-per-view, we cannot find off the entry bug because David the Smart Mark is yet away from us this week as he recovers. But don't ever fear, this steady one is here. And I'm going to break down this, what you could say is a interesting card as it keeps changing by the hour. We just found out Saturday that one member of Stain's Dudes with Attitude is not coming to the United States due to the fact that he has a fever and cannot travel as Hiromaru Tanahashi is the person in question. Now what would have been a eight-man tag team match with Stain, Darby Allen, and two members of New Japan Pro Wrestling is going to be the Young Bucks with El Phantasma as they face off against Stain, Darby Allen, and Shingo Takahashi. Now, this news comes on the back end of us finding out this past week on Dynamite that the American Dragon, Brian Donaldson, is not clear to wrestle at Forbidden Door or Button Guts, but he has promised a suitable replacement for the Blackpool Combat Club as they face off against Chris Jericho and his crew. Now, the question is, who does Tony Khan have up his sleeve as a surprise opponent in these two matches? Now, speculation has been all week that has either been Chris Hero or Claudio Casanoe. Now, these two gentlemen have a long history with the American Dragon from Ring of Honor. Now, personally, I would probably prefer Claudio Casanoe because I feel like that would be a better fit for the match against Zack Sabre Jr. And while we don't have the two best technical wrestlers on the planet in a match, we probably have two out of the three best technical wrestlers on the planet. News also broke this week that Jungle Boy is also suffering an injury, adding yet another name to the AEW injury reserve list as it has grown to 13 athletes at this point. I guess I was like a lot of you. I was wondering why in the world Jungle Boy did not come out on this past week's episode of AEW Dynamite to beat the living crap out of Christian Cage after probably one of the best heel promos from Christian Cage I can remember in my life. This was the promo of his lifetime. The little fact that he brought up Jungle Boy's dead father. He basically said his mother was having a crush on Christian Cage. I mean, granted, Christian is kind of cute. Gotta say. Sorry, David. Don't worry, David. I'm just kidding. You know I'm kidding. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. This is a point where I normally would do the Churchill Cup Challenge, but David's not here. And no one wanted to walk through the stunning door, so I don't even have a challenger. But I'm going to preview the Forbidden Door pay-per-view card nonetheless okay ladies and gentlemen let's start with the buy-in match as matt caster teams up with all three of the gun family as they face off against alex colin yaro yuri the dkc and kevin knight easily a victory for the gun slash a club 
Sisters up. The most interesting part of this match is going to be the answers of Matt Caster and the guns as the gun boys are known for messing up what city they're in. Now, personally, I can't wait to see what kind of rep Matt Caster has. This is pay-per-view, so hopefully he has his A-game going and it's going to be something that's going to burn the house down. Okay, so we're at the point where what match would you believe would start the show? And I'm going to take a wild guess to say the Young Bucks and El Fantasma versus Darby Allen, Sting, and Shingo. And I got a feeling that Young Bucks are going to somehow find a way to cheat and win this match. And this is going to lead to a feud between Darby Allen and Sting versus the Young Bucks for a short while. Since both Bobby Fish and Kyle Ray are injured. And there's a lot of tag teams that you would probably face against the Young Bucks that are on the men. And do you really want to go to FTR versus the Young Bucks right now? I feel like they want to save that match for later on in the year. Okay, so the next match we'll preview is Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, Renaro Suzuki versus Eddie Kingston, Rare Yuta, and Shota Yumo. Now, this match, I believe, is going to be basically Chris Jericho versus Eddie Kingston with a few flying pieces going around. And I got a feeling that Chris Jericho is going to win this match. And this is going to continue this feud that Eddie Kingston and Chris Jericho has had for the last few months as we get to a bigger blow-off match probably at Button Guts the following Wednesday on AEW Dynamite. Now the one thing about this match that got me kind of confused is the fact that they brought Sammy Guevara back into the foe with Chris Jericho and the Chris Jericho Appreciation Society. I was kind of enjoying Sammy Guevara being a heel on his own with Ty Conti. I thought it would work a little bit better than what a lot of people believe. I wish they gave him some more time, but this kind of is a step back for Sammy Guevara. I really think Sammy is at a point where he doesn't need to be associated with Chris Jericho. I feel like Sammy can be his own star outside of this little group. The only thing I wish they don't do is try to turn Sammy face again after a short stint inside the Chris Jericho Appreciation Society. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we are up to the match that if David was here, he would be ready and raving. Why in the F is Will Ospreay facing off against Orange Cassidy? Will, mother, you know what, Ospreay, one of the best professional wrestlers ever to come out of Great Britain, is facing off against the guy who is a slacker. Could they not find better for Will Ospreay? Now, the story goes that originally Will Ospreay was going to face off against Andrade Simon Almas, or Andrade and AEW, and the fact that he works for a rebel promotion to CMLL, CML called New Japan and said, hey, by the way, we don't want to see Andrade on this card. So New Japan trying to keep the peace with their normal Mexican partner in CMLL has decided not to use Andrade on this card. Hopefully, they can put this Will Ospreay Andrade match on this coming up Wednesday episode of Dynamite. I feel like that and Blood and Guts would be enough to make that show freaking awesome. But here we are. We got Orange Cassidy versus Will Ospreay. And if Will Ospreay does not just destroy this slacker, for a better lack of a word, I'll know I'll never hear the end of it from David because he will rant and rave the first moment he's back on this fine program. Okay, speaking of a person or a tag team that is extremely misused on this pay-per-view card, we're up to the winner-take-all IGPW and ROH tag team title match as we have Rapunzel Vice versus FTR 
versus Jeff Cobb and Great Ocon from the United Empire. Okay, so based on the three teams, you would think that FTR is a shoe-in to retain and gain the New Japan Tag Team titles here. But if you've been watching AEW TV for the last two weeks, the United Empire has not been able to win a match to save their lives. But they've been able to send tall time after time after time. And I'm going to go out here on a limb and I'm going to take Jeff Cobb and the Great Ocon to win both sets of titles. And we'll see the United Empire on AEW TV during the summer as only I think Will Ospreay is in the G1 this year from the United Empire. So maybe there's a little cross bits here between the two companies as we head towards the next big AEW pay-per-view. Okay, we're up to Zack Sabre Jr. versus a mystery opponent that Brian Downson has gone out and sought. I'm going to say it's Claudio Castanoli and we're going to be in store to a epic match between the two gentlemen. And David, I'm sorry to report, I'm going to say Claudio Castanoli defeats Zack Sabre Jr. here. But yet, it gives Zack Sabre Jr. something to go complain about. And down the road, we will see the American Dragon versus Zack Sabre Jr. And we will be here to rejoice in an appear professional wrestling we see on our TVs. Okay, we're up to the brand new AEW All-Atlantic title match. Now, this title is poorly named, but the members in this match are not. As we have Miro versus Pat versus Malachi Black, plus yet another replacement person for New Japan Pro Wrestling, because I do believe Toro Homo Ishii is not able to be in this match, but I got a feeling that God's former favorite champion and now the person that is going after God to replace them, Miro is going to win this title and hopefully elevate this new title to a intercontinental secondary title belt for AEW because what they've done to the TNT title has been credible. But Miro is here to save us because Miro is gold right now. Everything Miro touches turns to gold. And maybe just maybe you finally get to see his beautiful wife. But hopefully he escapes this as a storyline and we never see his wife on TV. But Miro is back and Miro is good. Okay, so we're here with the one match that doesn't have AEW versus New Japan Pro Wrestling. As we have Thunderosa versus Tony Storm for the AEW Women World Title match. And David, I know you're sitting there recovering. So fast forward about four minutes. Ladies and gentlemen, I believe maybe just maybe Tony Storm might win this title away from Thunderosa. Now, I said on last week's episode, I feel like they don't know how to book a baby face in AEW and just like Heyman Adam Page Fonda Rose's first run of this title hasn't been great at all she hasn't really been on TV it's not her fault it's just the booking of AEW maybe AEW feels like Fonda Rosa might be better at the chase than being the champion and do you really want to go back to seeing Fonda Rosa versus Britt Baker for a third time and having Fonda Rosa come out short I can see Tony Storm being this transitional champion as we spin her off into the feud with Britt Baker because there's nobody else on the level in AEW because they haven't booked anybody else. So sorry David, I'm going to take Tony Storm to beat Thunder Rosa here. Okay, so we're up to the New Japan Heavyweight Championship match. Originally we thought this was going to be Heyman out of Page versus Okada. If you remember the week we had the episode after Heyman Adam Page made his challenge, I was talking about how this match could be a match where 
if it wasn't for the title, having Okada give a win to Heyman Adam Page might vault him into another level here. And Heyman Adam Page needs a boost, a restart, because his title run was so poorly done, even though he had a few good matches with Daniel Bryson and Kenny Omega. But, I mean, who couldn't have good matches with those two guys? But the booking behind AEW and the world champion after said matches was lackluster. There was weeks where we never seen Heyman Adam Page, and he's your freaking world champion. Now, on the other side of the ocean, we have Okada, the Rainmaker. And we were thinking, okay, we know the Rainmaker is about to be a father. We know he's about ready to take some time away. So it made all the sense in the world that Jay White became the new heavyweight champion for New Japan Pro Wrestling. I think that was a smart move. I know David can stand Jay White, but I do enjoy Jay White, and it is his error, and I'm happy to see him be a two-time world champion. Now, fast forward, we're not getting a singles match. As we've been watching AEW TV for the last two weeks, Adam Cole, he's slightly injured, but he's going to be in this match. Now, according to Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez of Figure 4 Weekly, Originally, this was going to be a tag team match, and somehow it developed into this four-way for the New Japan Heavyweight title. Now, this being a four-way, I don't see Heyman Adam Page being able to get a victory here. Honestly, I'm fearing that Heyman Adam Page might be the person that takes the pin. Now, I believe Jay White's going to retain, and that means he's going to pin Heyman Adam Page. And I don't think this match is going to develop any new views coming out of it, even though there's some stories where you could actually have Adam Cole costs Jay White the title, and it flips back to Okada. And you have this little feud going between Jay White and Adam Cole. That might be an interesting way to do it. Or, you know what? Maybe they'll bite the bullet and let Heyman Adam Page have the title over the summer in New Japan Pro Wrestling. As Okada is going to be in the G1, and literally the winner of the G1 is guaranteed a title shot at Wrestle Kingdom. But I got a feeling that Jay White's going to keep this title. Okada's going to win the G1. And we're going to be right back at January the 4th last year, but it's going to be January 4th, 2023, as Jay White faces Okada, and Okada wins the title, as Japan is still in the middle of the pandemic, and they still can't have crowds cheering. And right now, business is kind of suffering for New Japan Pro Wrestling, and when times is tough, they go to their main man, and that's Okada. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are at the main event of the evening, and it's for the intern AEW World Championship as John Moxley takes on Hinocho Tanahashi. Now, this match has been a match three years in the making, as John Moxley has traveled the world looking for this fight, and always someone comes up. Either it's been a pandemic, one of them has been injured, and finally, we're getting this match due to an injury, because CM Punk was originally in this match against Tanahashi, and that was going to be a dream match in itself. But now, we have the Death Rider, Versus Tanahashi. And the question is. Will John Mosley get this interim title. Or will AEW allow Tanahashi to be the interim champion. And we go to Labor Day. Back in Chicago. And we have CM Punk. If he's able to. To face Tanahashi for a unification match. For the world title. Now if that happens. It's going to be a bad day for myself. The stunning one. As on SEM Radio. The last patron setting contest. I have predicted John Motsley to win the intern title. And I got a feeling that they're going to do this. For the simple fact that Tanahasi 
is and a G1. And I don't feel like Tony Khan wants to do another two months without having a world champion around. Even if John Moxley is only an intern champion until CM Punk gets back. There's some storylines you can do with John Moxley as champion. We can revisit him versus Jericho or him versus Adam Cole, baby. At least we can get a couple of matches in there before we get this unification match. We still don't know when CM Punk is going to come back. Maybe he's not going to be ready for the Labor Day pay-per-view for AEW. Maybe be full gear before he gets back. In that case, you have John Moxley, one of your cornerstones, one of your main event players, going into the fall as AEW gets ready to renew their contract with TNT, which is under new ownership, as we learned this past couple of weeks, that Discovery and Time Warmer have merged. And the question is, where does AEW fit underneath this new corporate umbrella? Hopefully, they still have a place and a home on TNT or TBS going into 2024, because their contract runs through 2023, if I remember right. But this card right here with John Mosley versus Tanahashi, this match is still the show, and I do believe that AEW is going to send the fans home happy, and John Mosley is going to win here. Ladies and gentlemen, that has been your Forbidden Door preview show from Radio Free Professor Wrestling. Before I go, please go over to Twitter to dbrightly6 and give David a message. Say, hey David, how you doing? I hope you feel better. Or you can go to Radio Free Professor Wrestling. I'll have a link to his Facebook page where you can send him a message to tell him get better. We'll see him down the road here on Radio Free Professional Wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, I will be back here late Tuesday with a Forbidden Door wrap-up show, maybe with a co-host. You never know who might walk through that stunning door. Until I speak with you again, have a happy Forbidden Door Day, and as always, stay stunning. This is Sergeant Arms of Christina on behalf of the guys. Thanks for listening to today's show. Please head over to Apple Podcast and leave a five-star rating and a review. Until next time, the liberation continues.